Readings taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 1 to 6. You can find that on page 976 of the Church Bibles. It's titled, Jesus and John the Baptist. After Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John heard in prison what Christ was doing, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are ye the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. This is the word of the Lord. Um, Yeah, we're really grateful, really grateful. When I was kind of preparing for this morning, um, I was just, you know, just seeking God, what do you want me to say? And it was that Isaiah verse, Isaiah 9 verse, that came to me. And a word I think God wants to give to you this morning is expect the unexpected. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you wasn't expecting to see me. <laughs> Maybe you're here this morning and you have high expectations. Well, I hope they're not of me. I hope your, ex- your expectations are to meet with Jesus and not me. God always had a rescue plan a rescue plan for this world and for our communities. Have you got that slide? Brilliant. And there's a slide here, and um, I don't know if you can recognise anyone in that picture, but I'm the one at the back with a white T-shirt on um, in my early 20s. And in 1992, I went off travelling, and um, I met Claire in Australia, and... um, and we ended up in New Zealand. This is in New Zealand. Um, and we had this big dream to travel around New Zealand. We didn't have much money. And so we started to hitchhike around New Zealand. We didn't get very far. And then we were picked up by um, a bunch of Maoris in a transit van. You couldn't write this story, really. Um, they picked us up and we said, oh, you know, we want to travel around New Zealand. We haven't got much money. And they said, well, we have a car. We, we can sell you a car. And that was it there. That, I think it was a Ford Fiesta. No, a Ford Escort Estate. So we bought this car for $400. And um, we were all excited, the four of us. We got in it and we drove 200 kilometers. We were living the dream until smoke started to come out of the um, steering wheel. We pulled over and, you know, opened the bonnet. No, none of us knew what we were doing. There's steam coming out. And so I said, I, I know what I'd do. There was no mobile phones, so I got a directory, and I phoned what I thought was a AA, the rescue people. Phoned this guy, said, I'll be straight out. 
This guy turns up in his ute, his kind of pickup truck. It's a bit strange. He's not no logo or anything like that. And he towed us back to his house. And he said, don't worry, I'll call my friend who's a mechanic. He called his friend. There he is there. He said, the car, it's a write-off. You can't drive this. This is not going to get you around New Zealand. Where are you, where are you heading? And we said, well, we're heading, to New, we're heading to Auckland, which was about a three-hour journey from, from that point. And he said, well, it's a good excuse for me to see my dad. I'll drive you there. And then I kind of backtracked. And I said to him, when I phoned you up, obviously you're not, a, and you're not the AA, you're not the RAC. And he's like, no, I just felt sorry for you. It was amazing. And they drove us all the way. And he bought the car off of us. That guy rescued us. And here in this passage, we see God's plan to rescue us and our community. I shared that for one reason, to encourage us this morning that God is in control, that God has a rescue plan for us and for our communities. And here in Isaiah 9, it starts off with, nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. And Isaiah here, he's announcing change. He's announcing there will be no more gloom. There's going to be transformation. There's going to be change. There's going to be change that comes. And some of us here have experienced that, haven't we? Who's experienced that change? That ch- Thank you. Yeah, brilliant. Because you have encountered Jesus. And this morning, I just want to share some stories of transformation, of people encountering God, of people experiencing God's rescue plan. No one expected a baby to grow up and to become the saviour of the world. But that was God's plan. And over the past two and a half years at St. Margaret's, we've been so encouraged to see God at work. And we just want to encourage you all this morning that God is rescuing, God is transforming, God is bringing change. And verse 2 in Isaiah says this, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy, and they have rejoiced before you. Can you imagine being there when Isaiah was prophesying that? Prophesying about this amazing light, about this transforming joy, The light has dawned. Two and a half years ago, you guys, you released us and you sent us on our way to St. Margaret's. Was any of us qualified? No. Did we know what we were doing? 
No. Why did we go? Because I guess we had that, just that burning desire, that burning desire to, to see lives transformed, to share the good news. I love it when St. Augustine said that, says that God gives when he sees empty hands. And that's all we had. We had no experience, but we had empty hands. And we just surrendered to God. And we trusted. And God has blessed us. It hasn't always been easy. It's been, to be honest, some days are a nightmare. We've had some real struggles, some really painful times, but we've learned to celebrate the really small things as well as the big transformations. We've learned to celebrate all that God is doing. And so let's hear some stories because you don't want to be hearing from me. Let's see what God has been doing through us at St. Margaret's and through you guys praying the first ever lady to give her life to Jesus was a lady called Hillary. She was in her 60s, never been to church before, and um, she came along, and within two months, she had responded to the gospel. She had seen this light that Isaiah is talking about. Her life was in darkness. Nevertheless, there was no more gloom for her. There was change. And she responded, and she was the first person that surrendered her life to God. She's moved off. She lives in Tunbridge Wells, and she sent a letter to us about a year and a half ago just saying how much she valued being at St. Margaret's. Um, she got, went to be closer to her family. She said, I've never found... I'm at a church, but it's not the same as St. Margaret's. And the church that she's at is Hillsongs. So that's great. So God was at work within the first few months. And each week, we've been blessed. Just last week, we had our first ever baptism. And it was just the most powerful thing. Her name is Chrissy, and Chrissy's given me permission to share her story Five months ago, she came into St. Margaret's, into our community shop, a broken woman living in darkness. The week before, she had suicidal thoughts. She wanted to take her own life. She came in. She was welcomed. She went. She kept coming back. And all we did was love her. She started to go to the WOW women's meeting, she started to come to church, and then she responded to Jesus at church. She let God into her life. There was no more gloom. There was no more despair. And in her own words, it feels, Fran, it feels like I'm walking on air. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing what God can do? How God can transform just that three years ago, that church was closed. All we do, we open up and we sell secondhand furniture. But we are meeting people where they're at. People are being transformed. At her baptism, she shared her testimony. And her daughter, 
when she first came in, she was like, oh, it's just a baptism. It's just, you know, it's just a standard Church of England baptism. I looked out and every person was in tears when they listened to this lady's transformation, the, what God had done. Her daughter was just in tears. And then we prayed for her and her daughter got the mic and she said, I just want to thank you. I want to thank the church for saving my mum. It's incredible what God is doing, isn't it? You know, what Isaiah predicted, prophesied, is happening now. And we get to play a part in that. You guys at St. Jude's. <laughs> and our heart, really, our heart is to see more baptisms. And just on Tuesday this week, someone came up to me and she was so moved. Has it gone off? Is that better? No. Oh, yeah. She was so moved by what happened. God, that's really loud, isn't it? <laughs> she was so moved by what happened on Sunday, by the baptism. Because it, it was a bit of a mess because the pool was leaking and, and the liner started to go in. So we had to gaffer tape it round and the water was freezing. But it was really, really beautiful. It was really messy. But that's what church planting is about. It's really messy, but it's really beautiful. And this person was just so amazed that she came, came to me and said that she wants to buy us a baptism pool. Yeah? And the step, and the liner, and the heater, and the pump, everything. It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. It's amazing what God is doing. It's amazing. 19 people so far at St. Margaret's have joined God's family. 19 people have seen this light that Isaiah is talking about. 19 people have joined God's family. A few more stories. Have I got time? Yeah? A few more stories. Sue, a lady in our community, um, there's a graveyard opposite, and we often walk our dog, Ted, around the graveyard. Um, and I got chatting to her. And of course, you know... I'm a bit of a natural kind of about, I just want to tell people about God. And um, I got chatting to Sue about faith. And she said she'd come to the Alpha course. This is a year and a half ago. And then what, uh, an hour before the course was due to start, she sent me a text and said, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I was really disappointed. But, you know, I, I, I kept meeting her in the graveyard. We kept having these discussions. And then three months ago, I met her again. I said, Sue, have you seen the um, Alpha course? She said, I saw it on the website. I said, you're going to come. I think I'm ready now. So she joined the Alpha course. And the amazing thing is, right, the amazing, she hasn't given her life to the Lord yet, but she's worked, she's now employed. She's our admin assistant. Isn't that incredible? She's our admin assistant. You know, she... She was living in darkness. You know, she was um, with the Jovenous Witnesses. Um, but her life, every time she comes to St. Margaret's on a Sunday, she's in tears. She gets so emotional. She, what is that? Why, why do I feel like that? 
That's because you're meeting with Jesus. You're meeting with Jesus. St. Augustine said, he gives where he sees open hands. We have three young people at St. Margaret's. We've got more than that, but these three in particular, they are the most challenging kids you could ever meet. One of them, I can, I can, I can I can't, I, you know, best not share his name, He's been with us now for, for 18 months. And for the first eight months, he wouldn't come in the building. He was outside, headphones on, skateboard. He wouldn't engage. And then slowly and slowly and slowly, he started to get closer and closer. He now helps with the PA. You can see the transformation happening. But he's incredibly challenging. Even the school that he goes to, can't control him. He frustrates me on Sunday because he, he does the PA and he, he, he smokes, he's 15, and he goes from the PA outside to the fag and he goes back again and he, if you're speaking, he, if he feels like turning you off, he'll turn you off. He'll turn the band off. It is so, so challenging. But it's so beautiful. He phones me every Sunday. Fran, are you at the church? Yeah. I'm coming down. He comes down and he sets up. And just last week, after the baptism, him and another lad came up to me. And one of them said, I think I want to get baptized. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. So I chased him out. And then the other lad came and said, well, if he's going to get baptized, then I want to get baptized. So obviously, I, you know, I need to talk them through that um, so they know what that means. But it's, church planting is extremely messy, but it can be extremely beautiful. And I know God's going to do some amazing things through those young lads' lives. I think I've said enough, do you? Yeah? <laughs> Should we just pray? So why don't we just open our, open our hands and just receive all that God has for us. I pray, Holy Spirit, would you come? Pray, Lord, that you would fill us now. I pray, Lord, where you see these empty hands, you would fill them with your love. I pray that many will be saved and transformed and rescued through St. Jude's Church, through the, through the body of this church. Lord, as you see these open hands, would you fill people with passion 
and a sense of urgency to share the gospel. To see this community transformed and renewed and restored. There is no more gloom. There is no more despair because of Jesus. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that there will be many stories of transformation in this church, through this church, through the people. Lord, so fill them with a desire and passion to share your name. In Jesus' name. Amen.